It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. For decades, Georgia Public Television has been the perfect teacher's aide, welcomed in classrooms all across the state. And Commissioner, now with robust content across all of their platforms, on air and online, there are even more resources for early childhood educators to take advantage of. You know, GPB has always been a great partner uh, with DECAL, and more and more they're taking advantage of other opportunities, continue to not just partner with us at DECAL, but also with child care providers around the state. So excited to share some of those new activities. Yeah, well, here to talk about GPB education is our good friend, Laura Evans, Director of Education at GPB, where she plans and implements education projects and oversees educational content for teachers and students. Of course, we think she's great because prior to that, she was an instructional learning manager here at DECAL. So, Laura, welcome back is what we're really saying. Thanks so much. I feel kind of at home here at DECAL. <laughs> I spent three years here uh, rolling out the Georgia Early Learning and Development Standards, um, which were revised, um, I guess now, gosh, four or five years ago, and then rolled those out statewide and supported providers in implementing the new gels. So, mm-hmm. A lot of knowledge about the GELDs and how important they are to early learning and meeting kids where they are and helping them achieve their goals. That was quite an experience. I remember you were producing videos for teachers and trying to communicate the importance of play with a purpose and all those kinds of things. Unfortunately, a lot of those videos um, star me. (laughs) Um, I still go back and look at those and I was like, wow, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Um, But yeah, lots of uh, professional development support for early learning teachers um, and lots of trainings. And um, I've, I've been uh, pleasantly surprised to see that since I left DECAL, a lot of that work has continued and has become even more robust than when I left, especially with the new professional development um, registry and website that's rolled out recently. Right. You know, um, I think Georgia is unique in having gels, uh, at least to the extent that we do. Yeah, right definitely. We're one of, uh, I would say, a handful of states that have gels that are for birth to five-year-olds that align directly with our K-12 through performance standards. So right. there's that just... Um, straight alignment from early learning to K through 12, which is really important for students and for teachers. Right. So, Laura, thanks for being a pioneer. <laughs> yes, it was the... such a fun project. And working with um, outside partners who vetted all the standards and the research that went into them, I can firsthand say they are high-quality standards that um, that I know that teachers appreciate and use daily. The great thing is parents yeah. can use it, too. Yes, you know, absolutely. If you're homeschooling or just uh, wanting to make sure your child is on track, you can yes. use the gels. Yes. And they're very user-friendly. Mm-hmm. They are. And then in the summertime, we do this thing called DIY Summer School that Yes. Uh, Susan Adams, I think, kind of came up with and, and her team, and it uses household items to prevent brain drain over the summer, and you can do these activities, and that's kind of clever. Yes, so we enjoy I love that. that. Now, you've been a teacher in middle school? High school? Yes. So (laughs) I've kind of run the entire spectrum of education in my career. I started off in middle school and then moved to high school. High school, I spent eight years teaching high school English language arts and then transitioned down to early learning. And I have to say that a piece of my heart is definitely in the early learning space because of the impact that 
um, their time in that birth to five um, educational environment can have the greatest impact on learning. And, um, you know, when I taught middle and high school, you kind of see the end of that spectrum, being able to work at DECAL and see how all that begins and how important those first five years of life are to growing and development was really inspirational for me. You know, we talked to a lot of our staff and, and teachers through the years that have said that they were teaching third grade and that's what made them focus on the early years because they saw that students weren't necessarily ready by third grade, right. especially with their literacy uh, right. and whatnot. So um, has this prepared you for your role at GPB? Yes. <laughs> well, um, not many people know this, but my degree is in journalism <laughs> and my bachelor's degree is in journalism. So I really feel like I've come full circle and now being able to kind of combine the journalism with education has been really cool for me. But um uh, being able to, you know, now kind of get into more early learning initiatives at GPB, I think that's been kind of, I started in this position about four years ago, and I, when I first started, we were really heavily into kind of the middle grades, upper um elementary high school with our resources and our supports and so it's been a big goal of mine to transition us back to not abandoning the all the other grades but really returning a focus to early learning because um you know as a um as an entity that distributes pbs kids resources and curriculum there's just so many things that that teachers don't know about with PBS kids. And it's been my goal to reacquaint Georgia with the high quality resources that are coming out of PBS kids and to support families and communities in helping improve learning outcomes with these resources. Now, when I think about PBS, this, this goes back many years, but even when I was in school, um, PBS and GPB played a role in classroom education. Yes, uh, yes. I remember them rolling in a, a VCR back in yeah. the day. Now, this was about the size of a small oh, compact come car. Come on, it wasn't a VCR. <laughs> no, they really it was did. the real. Well, they had the real too. But I remember the VCRs because I wanted one, but it really was about the size of a Volkswagen back in those days. Yeah. And we would watch PBS programming. Yep. You also kind of, I think, probably think about Sesame Street mm-hmm. and um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and things like that. Of course. But it's grown Tremendously, tremendously in recent years, really. All kinds of resources out there for teachers. Yes, absolutely. Um, one thing that PBS um, in- initiated a few years ago is something called PBS Learning Media. And it really is a portal that contains all the content from PBS Kids, PBS, and every station affiliate around the country like GPB to put their content so that teachers can easily go in and, um, search for any subject, any grade level, and find just a wealth of content that's been vetted and that has come from a credible source. Because as you know, when any teacher is just typing in, you know, um, gross motor skills or whatever this content is in the in the internet, you could get just all kinds of weird stuff. Right, you know? I was going to say. Um, but with this learning media, PBS learning media, it's you know it's it's safe content and it allows teachers to search in a safe environment for mm-hmm. good content, quality content. You can put in grade, I suppose, grade level, yep. and all of that. There's pre K all the way through. Um, you know, they call it 
technical college mm-hmm. curriculum, but there's everything, every grade, every subject. So, and we've been lucky to, in the last few years, be able to train early learning teachers on how to use PBS learning media, how to search for content, and then how to actually incorporate some of that content into instruction to meet the gels. Are you able to do that throughout the year or is that a one-time event during the year? How does that work? We train teachers all the time. Last school year, we trained about 3,300 teachers. So, um, and that's, you know, preschool all the way through high school. Right. But, um, you know, we offer free professional development to every part of the state. So um, I encourage anyone in any grade level, preschool all the way to high school, to contact us if you're interested in learning more about what we do and how we can support you in in the classroom. Great idea. Um, We were talking about your background as a teacher, both middle school, high school, your involvement with the early years. What do you think of the big challenges teachers are facing today in 2019? Oh, goodness. Well, the biggest challenge I think and one that I think we're uniquely able to help with is this idea of what how to incorporate media in the classroom um, you know there's a lot of, of controversy I guess you would say around screen time and you know I see screen time especially as it relates to quality screen time as kind of like food like we all have to eat but healthy food is more you know it's it's important to eat healthy food so with media it's important to have healthy media that you use with your with your students and so I think that we're uniquely positioned to help teachers find healthy media media that teaches and media that's aligned to some learning goals Um, I think that's a big challenge is um, teachers having an understanding what is um, you know developmentally appropriate types of media to use in the classroom I also think time is a huge challenge. I think that teachers are constantly being bombarded with all these different things that they're asked to do and, you know, writing lesson plans and, you know, caring for children and understanding their children. And I think that time is a big challenge to be able to have the time to sit down and figure out exactly what you want to do and try new things and, and those types of things. Right. Portion control also comes yes. into play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the screen time thing. So I've heard about something called family creative learning workshops. Tell us about that. Yes. So um, one of the things that PBS Kids has um, – Uh, started in the last few years and it really goes back a number of years but lately the resources I think are just so such high quality is um, this uh, grant opportunity called Ready to Learn. It's been around a while but it's kind of changed in the last few years and one of the big changes is this thing called family creative learning and using this high quality content research-based content to engage families in their in their child's learning and so what we've been able to do with a couple of recent grants that we we've gotten is to pilot to um, what we're calling community collaboratives for early learning and media CCELMs. You know how educators love have to have an, an acronym. acronym. Absolutely. Um, so we're piloting two CCLMs, one in Forest Park um, and one in Dalton. And, um, and we're hoping to expand this out, you know, depending on interest and, you know, seeing how well it works and all of that kind of stuff. But what we're, the idea is in the one that we're working with in Forest Park, we're partnering with five community partners in that area. And it really becomes a community initiative of GPB serves as kind of the connector of all the partners and the connector to the content. And so what we do is we go in and we conduct these family workshops. Um, They're four weeks. It's one night a week. The idea is that eight to ten families come all four weeks. They eat a good meal. 
and then they get to play and learn um, using the PBS Kids content. We actually start our first one tomorrow night, um, and it's centered around Ruff Ruffman, one of my favorite shows that's on PBS Kids, and um, and that airs on GPB. And um, so they come, and it's all around. Um, breaking down the walls of what is a scientist. And so it's using scientific inquiry to help families and children see themselves as scientists. Hmm. So one of the workshops is around an episode of Rough about mixtures. And so they watch a part or a little segment of Rough that talks about mixtures, and then they actually play with mixtures and use scientific language to talk about um, the science and the and the process behind creating mixtures and the families and ch- children work together and siblings are invited so it's a full family um, workshop for everybody to learn together. So you haven't started yet. We have not started yet. Okay, but we don't know exactly how it's going to go. But it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. the what potential. What a great resource for families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's going to get messy, but we know that. Right. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so that's the model, and then we'll do we're going to do eight workshops in Forest Park and a series of workshops in Dalton and then hopefully begin working with more community partners to develop these FCLs, another acronym, in other parts of the state. Yeah, great idea. I know you got Cat in the Hat in the mix in there mm-hmm. and Ready, Jet, Go and uh, some of these others that I haven't really heard. Scratch Junior? Yes, that's an actual um, teaches families and children code basic coding. Um, so Scratch Junior is an app um, from PBS Kids that um, is the very basic beginner of how to start coding. And so, and you know, when you when you say coding to families, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, no, no. Right. We could never do that. But it's fun to see them actually start to see how it works. And at the end of, you know, the two-hour workshop, they've created something using code that they can watch. And what ages know? are involved in that? So all of the workshops are tailored towards different ages, mm-hmm. but most all of them range from that two-year-old to eight-year-old. And so and all the lessons are designed to include family members, so if you have older or younger siblings. Well, keep us posted. That sounds great. I definitely I'd love to will. Follow up on that and see how that's going. I want to know. Uh, I want to see an eight-year-old doing code. I just think I that's fascinating. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me though, with the way that uh, advancements are being made. I-, I was looking at your team online. You have a great team. Do you I want to do. give them a shout out for I, everything they I do? I do. I have a really awesome team. We're small, but we're mighty, is what I say. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mike Kinlan is one of our education outreach specialists, who's based in Savannah. Tracy Wiley covers the north region of the state with outreach. And then Marianne Lane on my team is our uh, project education project manager, and she kind of handles all of our special projects. We do a lot of original content at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Um, one of my favorite things that we started doing recently is we do these live explorations um, that we air live, and students can actually interact with experts at different places in the state. So We've done one to Okefenokee Swamp where we were live at 10 o'clock and kids could ask questions of the experts there and interact with everybody. Um, we went, took kids to Gray's Reef um, National Marine Sanctuary off the coast of um, Savannah at Skidaway. And then most recently in December, we took kids to Atlanta Symphony Orchestra um, to hear a symphony. And that's available just on the regular yes. GPB yep. channel. Yep. So, well, um, it's on our website, gpb.org slash education. That's where all of our original resources are. Got it. So, um, 
you know, a lot of people are always like, what GPB, PBS, like what is the difference? You know, GPB is your local statewide um, public broadcasting station that distributes PBS and PBS Kids content. But we also um, produce our own original programming as well as our own original education education resources that are on our website, Mm -hmm. gpb.org slash education. The commissioner is a big fan of lawmakers. (laughs) This is my favorite. Give them a shot, especially during this time of year. Obviously. Oh yeah, they're they're probably down here somewhere. <laughs> right. So um, PBS Kids Early Learning Champions yes. is something. Seventeen early learning teachers across the country. We have one, Andrea Zappo of Forest Park, also known as Miss Ladybug. Yes. Tell us about her. So um, this is new for PBS Kids. Um, they have, for a long time since I started at, at GPB, have done a digital innovators program for teachers in K through twelve. Um, And this past year, they came to us and said, you know, we want to honor early learning teachers. What would be the best way? And we we were like, well, you're doing this great program for digital innovators. Why not do kind of the same thing for early learning teachers and, you know, fly them out to a conference like you do the digital innovators and allow them to, you know, kind of feel like they're part of a community of, of educators. And so they started the early learning champion program. And this is the first year. So Andrea is one of the very first early learning champions. Um, and they got to go to NACI this past fall. And then there was a an award ceremony tacked on where they were honored by PBS Kids. Um, and Andrea is just a superstar. I mean, she is leading the charge at Little Ones Learning Center to bring um, nature into the classroom, which is such a unique gift that she has to really help kids connect with nature and see nature as a way for them to express themselves and um, really helps them work on social and emotional skills. So um, we have been so fortunate to be able to work with her and she will be working with us and helping us, um, you know, kind of serve as a mentor on early learning for us over the next two years. Wow. And that's going to come around again in, in two years? You yes. Think? Another opportunity. Another for, opportunity. Okay. And, no um, guarantees of the winner being from Georgia, but well, in this case. you never know. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we nominate someone, and, you know, sometimes our nomination wins, and sometimes they don't. Right. But... How did the name This Ladybug comes from her involvement with nature yes. teaching these classes? Yes. Okay. She, um, she has just committed her life to um, helping kids appreciate and enjoy nature, all things in the natural world. Yeah. And that means also um, eating healthy and um, and teaching them how to make, you know, kind of organic food and all that kind of stuff. Great. She's awesome. So many resources. Where do folks need to go to get more information on this? Well, for one, our website is a great place to start, gpb.org slash education. Um, But we also have um, social media. So you can follow us on Twitter at GPB Education and on Facebook, GPB Education. And if you have questions or if you're interested in, in more that we're doing around family engagement and teacher training, you can email us at education at gpb.org. All right. Very good. I think our ambulance is here to pick us up. <laughs> Maybe they're getting me for my cold. <laughs> hear, hear that in the background. Laura, thanks for being with us. Hope to have you no, back really with any new it. initiatives. And uh, I want to attend one of these workshops. Me I guess. too. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah, excited about all with... the things you are doing for early learning. Yep. Yeah. We're excited too. And I will be glad to come back anytime. Great. <laughs> thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. My name is Bridget Johnson. I'm the Complaint Unit Coordinator, and I would love to know, when she was a little girl, what she aspired to be when she grew up. So that is a 
unique question. I don't think I've ever received that question. Um, so I remember in the fifth grade, we had to write a little book about what do you want to be when you grow up. And I wrote that I wanted to be a Delta flight attendant. Mm. And it was primarily because my cousin was a Delta flight attendant. And she got to go to all these really cool places. And she always brought me things back. Um, so I think that was why. So that fifth was grade. it. In fifth the fifth grade, grade, I wanted to be a You're Delta specific. flight attendant. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Isn't that interesting? Any aspirations uh, still? No, I don't want to be a Delta yeah. flight attendant. <laughs> Time for the decal download quiz. A question from today's program. You give us the correct answer. You'll be entered in a drawing for a nice prize. You can email us right now, as a matter of fact, at decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. Laura Evans helped develop and launch which decal initiative? Laura Evans helped develop and launch which decal initiative send us your correct answer we'll have a drawing and award a very nice prize good luck thanks for tuning in to decal download for more information visit our website at decal.ga.gov the conversation continues on facebook twitter instagram youtube and pinterest follow commissioner jacobs on twitter at c-o-m-m jacobs